What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is the Sunday, September 26th edition of the show. College football, week four recap. Holy mackerel, what a what a fantastic weekend. It was a weird Saturday again. I hope we get so many more of these. Chris, how are you, my brother? Doing well, doing well. I am uh, I am fired up about this. We got upsets galore. Did you see how many underdogs won yesterday? Uh, yeah, I had a lot of them. Just outright. Bowling had Green. Bowling had, Green. Had, yeah. Well, so I didn't have Bowling Green. <laughs> I did I did get I did have ten dogs yesterday, and I think seven of the ten won outright. I, and you were you were that close on Nebraska too. We're gonna talk about all oh, this stuff. Hang on. Oh, I had had Cal and Nebraska both go to OT. Almost almost went nine of ten. Hey, so we're not gonna talk about Cal, but how how heartbreaking at the very end of that game, fumbled oh. the ball like just uh irritating. I thought it was theirs. I thought that game was won. I thought, I thought I so it. too. I thought so too. All right, uh, let's go ahead and do the rundown. If uh, anybody would like to jump into the chat, you are more than welcome to. Of course, this is a Sunday morning live reaction. Uh, very quick. You know, we got a bunch of games that we're going to hit on, but if you would like to jump in and be a part of the conversation, join in. Go to winningcureseverything.com. That is the website. It's got everything you need to know about us, everywhere you need to subscribe, follow, etc. all of our social media accounts, all of the shows that we do. Go ahead and check it out there, winningcureseverything.com. The show is brought to you every single time out by BetUS, where the game begins. They are the premier online sports book. You can sign up using the promo code NCAAF2021. It's going to get you a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. And my brother, that is Sportsbook exclusive. It is a fantastic deal. We would not steer you the wrong way. Go ahead and check that thing out. BetUS, where the game begins. There's a link in the description. If you click that link, you don't even have to enter the promo code. It's going to toss it in there for you. Very simple to do. So check that thing out. Chris hosts a college football show for Sportsbook Review. I host a college football show for BetUS. You can find the link to both of those in the description. Make sure and click those and make sure you are subscribed so that you know when we go live, when we have shows pop up, all that good stuff. It's very easy to do. Now, Chris, let's go ahead and knock into it. The first topic on the board, NC State 27, Clemson 21 in double overtime. Dave Doran said after the game... We got the curse off our back. It is time for the Wolfpack. I'm I'm stoked about this game. I was very excited. 
NC State should have won this thing multiple times in regulation. They had 31 first downs to Clemson's 10. They had 386 yards of total offense to Clemson's 214. Uh, DJ has problems. 12 out of 26, 111 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Devin Leary looked fantastic. Tim Beck had a beautiful offensive game plan. Give me your thoughts on what went on in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I thought NC State was a better football team from the time the game kicked off. I really did. <clears throat> the offensive line at Clemson's not good. DJ Uyunglele is not good. These receivers can't get separation. They're not getting open at all. Hey, I want to pause you for a second. I want you to know how proud I am of you for being able to say that because all all last year and even early in the offseason this year, you were not able to say his last name, and the fact that you just knocked that shit out of the park was fantastic. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, no, you're good. No, I, I, I and I don't know what happened because they, it's not like they lost massive amounts of offensive firepower to the NFL. They lost two guys to the NFL from this offense. And both those guys are important, but we assumed that all these skill, the wide receivers that were getting open for for Trevor Lawrence last year aren't getting open now. Was Lawrence throwing them open? Because I don't, I don't know, well, man. Uh, so, so they did lose uh, Amari Rogers, right? The uh, the wide receiver. Yeah, okay. So, so, so they, they lost yeah, three. They did. Yep. But they they were hanging forty on folks, and now now they are struggling. They are fighting like hell with everyone they play to get fourteen in regulation. Yes. It, it's really insane. That offensive line is terrible. They are awful. And I they're don't bad. know. They're I don't bad. Know the and they're all five stars. They're all four and five stars. Well, okay. So here's here's a little bit of the issue with that. They're, they have not recruited well at the offensive line position. They, they don't have a bunch of five stars on the offensive line. They got a bunch on the defensive line. They got a bunch in other spots. But remember how picky Dabo has always been with the kind of guys that he wants to bring into his program and the kind of guys that he wants to develop. Part of this is offensive line development. They don't have it when when uh, Jeff uh, Scott when Jeff Scott left. I think he took a lot of that offense with him. I, Tony Elliott, I don't feel like was the brains behind that that development process that they went through. Who knows? Like, I, listen, there'll be there'll be a lot of folks. There'll be a lot of folks losing money right now. And I'm talking about in bets. I'm talking about in jobs. Yes. There are gentlemen that were big name candidates for big boy jobs, and those uh, resumes are getting put to the side. Yes. Right no. now, Tony Elliott and Tony Elliott's one of them. Yes. Yes. Big time. Big time. So yes, uh, Clemson goes down, and uh, look, you called it. I mean, you you said it. I had a tough time believing that Clemson could be this bad. They are. I, they really are. Like there they is really no. Are. I don't even know what to say at this point. They are they are not good. Let me turn on this other light. I just noticed there's a bunch of shadows. All right. Um, I had I had I had Clemson's schedule pulled up because I'm going to tell you this. This they got this Boston College the, next. This won't be the last loss. Now they get them them at home at least, but I don't care. This BC team can score, baby. If you can't find a way to put points on the board against Boston College, you're about to catch another L. And and that's I'm I'm telling you, this ain't the last loss they're going to have for the year. It, 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 so they do play Wake late in the year, and Wake looks really good. Uh, but Ooh, other than that, I mean, look. Holy crap. They got, Wake can, Forest. They, they got UConn. They got Louisville. They got Florida State. Uh, Pitt, you oh, know, whatever. Oh, yeah, they're going to beat the shit out of a bunch of but, – but, but between they, they Wake Forest and Boston College, both those are at home. I think they lose another one of those games. And, and we know that Dino always gives them problems, and they have to go to the Carrier Dome in two weeks. So Yeah. that's uh, That could be interesting. That could be interesting. 
All they right. just can't. They can't score. When you can't score, it makes everything really hard. You are right about that. Let's dive into the uh, the other big game or one of the other big games. Arkansas twenty, Texas A and M ten, and I will tell you, brother, I thought this was going to be a bludgeoning uh, from the very beginning. And now I will say this: Arkansas jumped out seventeen to nothing. Texas A and M uh, kind of got lucky to get a three a three on the board before halftime. And That's then right. they come out second half. KJ Jefferson gets hurt. Malik Hornsby, uh, redshirt freshman, I believe, maybe just freshman, has to come in and not nearly as efficient. But that Arkansas defense, man, Arkansas, they're they're top twenty-two. Their starters are as good as almost anybody in the country. Like they are unbelievable. They so, need KJ healthy for next week. Yeah, he's got to be healthy, or they can't. Or they can't. Play, or they can't play. It's it's they they play Georgia next week, but. They ain't worried about Georgia. Like, they never expected to go in and beat Georgia. They expected to be able to compete with the teams from Texas, and they beat both of them uh, pretty soundly. I bet, I, bet, I bet right now they believe they can beat Georgia. I, th- I think they feel we, like they we can We might compete. not, and the rest of the country might not, but I bet everybody in that locker room believes they can. Yeah, you, you ain't wrong about that. Uh, KJ, I want to see Georgia's offense finally go up against a defense like this because Georgia's offense has gone up against one good defense all year, and they didn't score an offensive touchdown against them, and that's Clemson. And I think this Arkansas offense, defense might be better than that. Oh, yeah. Uh, jumping in the chat, by the way, uh, Larry Pilgrim said, what another wacky week. Uh, the Brown Yeti said, good morning, fellas. And uh, he said, when was the last time Clemson was ranked outside of the top 10? I think it was 2014. Clemson shouldn't have been in the top 10 this week, guys. This yeah. is the problem. Folks are just still betting on laundry. They're just still ranking laundry. That's all they're doing. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. I bet Clemson falls to maybe 15. They're not going to fall far no. because everybody who makes these rankings have are just they got they got Dabo's four inch cock right up their ass. <laughs> uh, what a wonderful Sunday morning! <laughs> Matt Miller said, "I tried to tell everyone that would listen that Arkansas was a good team after they beat my Longhorns. Now they understand. No, we I, we've we've known. Oh, they're definitely the yeah. state champs of Miss uh, of, of uh, Texas. Texas. There's no doubt. Uh, Trevor Shackelford jumped in. Holy cow! I just realized it's Pro Severe Gary. That is me." I'm now I'm now winning cures everything, Gary. So, <laughs> all right. So back to this Arkansas game. Arkansas had 197 yards rushing on 49 attempts, 4.0 per clip. They were uh, highly successful. Texas A&M. The numbers look good. 23 carries, 121 yards, 5.3 a clip. However, you take out that 167 yarder from Isaiah Spiller. Uh, Nothing. They got nothing on the ground. They, they, got, couldn't. they got one busted play. Now, that's the thing about Spiller, though. He he has that ability at all times. So I'm I'm texting with a couple of Arkansas guys watching this game, and they're all as soon as as soon as KJ goes down, they all start worrying. They all start panicking. Oh, yeah. And they've seen this story before. And my my biggest thing was is you don't have to keep scoring. You do have to get first downs. Because if you go three and out and you put your defense on the field over and over and over again, Jimbo's office offense this year is not great but they have talent to be big plays and they will bust one and i'm not as soon as i hit send on that is when spiller broke Broken. through two missed tackles and then gone to the house and i thought all right you can't let that happen another time it's over yeah uh zach calzada well here uh, jump into the chat again antoine johnson said tell it like it is chris i think he's talking about the Davo stuff I'm sure. uh, matt miller said also how overrated is the offensive genius jimbo fisher it, no, it's not that. It's not that he lost his talent. starting quarterback. Zach yeah. Calzada comes in. He was the backup. 20 out of 36, 151 yards, no touchdowns, one pick. 
look, Calzada was not prepared to be the starter yet. Oh, I don't think Calzada is qualified to be the starter in an SEC offense. I think he could be if he's developed over over time. Like, I, all, right, all right, going into this season, is there an SEC team not named Vanderbilt that he would be the starter on? Uh, South Carolina. No, I think, I think he might no, be better than Luke Doty. I, I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't like, know. That I mean, I agree it, with that. like it's few and far between. Like, if yeah. there is one. So, uh, no, yeah. he was not qualified to be the starter right now. And you saw Arkansas's offense fall apart when they lost their starting quarterback as well. So, That's right. th- this stuff happens when you were trying to figure it out on the floor. When you've built an offense yeah. around an individual and that individual leaves or can't play anymore for whatever reason, everything goes to shit because you cannot build a new offense in the middle of the season. You don't have the practice time. You don't have the 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 just time to to do that. You yeah. just don't. I know, and I know that I'm making excuses for Jimbo because I'm a Jimbo guy, but that's irrelevant. That that's also the truth, by the way. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Matt Miller said A&M has two touchdowns this year: one versus Arkansas, one versus Colorado. He said Haynes King had more interceptions than touchdowns when he played. I'm not saying that Haynes King was great. I'm just saying that the offense looked a little bit more in sync whenever he was in there, and that's why he was the starter. Uh, Zach Calzada. We never got only, to see. We never yeah. got to see that offense, though. We never got to see what it developed into and what it became. Right. And this is the first time Zach Calzada has seen uh, any kind of speed like this. And oh in no, yeah, unreal. I mean, they were they were fantastic. So yep. I mean, um, they, they could be. They could be. We we could finish this season with them just under Georgia as the best defense in the SEC. Oh, it's entirely possible. Uh, Barry Odom against an inexperienced quarterback is just oh, a massacre. It's like, cheat code. It's just not fair. It's just yes. not fair. No, you, I thought Jimbo wrong. could hang with Barry. I was wrong. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it, well, it's it, it's not it's not Jimbo. It's that he. When well, you it's don't talent have the, for talent. Yeah, it's yeah. he just didn't have the the guy. He just didn't have no. The guy. Because I'm gonna tell you this: receivers for A and M were open. I mean, he just couldn't make the throws. Oh yeah. Uh, if if guys are getting open but they're not making plays. That's not on scheming. I, I had this conversation with my Texas saying uh my, my Mississippi State friends yesterday. Wide receivers were wide open against LSU. There was four or five massive drops. It, the scheme worked. The coaching did its job. Everything that Mike Leach brings to the table was working. They didn't execute. Either Rodgers didn't make the throw or the receivers didn't make the catch. But they were all wide ass open. So yes. What do you want? How do you want to blame the coaches if if players don't execute, but the scheme worked to perfection? I, there, I don't. I don't think that you can. Like I, it, I don't think you can either. No. So, all right. Moving on. Notre Dame goes up to Chicago and puts a molly whopping. I, I, I need. I need Gary. I I know this is insane. I needed this hit. I needed this hit. I wasn't doing good in my pick. I had. And that, this wasn't even like an official play of mine or whatever. I had I had a I had a couple of money line parlays working, and and I had Notre Dame tied to almost all of them because I thought yesterday they were going to win this game. Yes, and it wasn't Jack Cohn that one. got it done for him. It was it was their the defense. defense. Their defense. It, they had been talking about how uh, this is not a typical Notre Dame defense and blah 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 and all that. I, I'm with you. Um, I Brian Kelly, by the way, is now the all-time winningest coach in Notre Dame history. That is unbelievable. Awesome. With with the history that's been at that school, the men that have ran that program over the centuries, decades, whatever, he, he for his name to be that, I think it's special. It he, is. I don't think he's ever leaving until he's ready to retire. Now that he's that, 
I just believe he's never going to leave that. Oh, school. he's he's going to pad them stats. Is what he's going to do. He's going to keep. Well, winning. yeah, he's he's going to set the number so big <laughs> that nobody will ever catch it before he retires. Um, I I like this team. I don't know why. I just woke up yesterday thinking this line is wrong. I know this defense has had problems, and they've had problems against the run, which Wisconsin does. I just believed Wisconsin, something's wrong with Wisconsin's offense. I think Notre Dame's defense is going to look great. I took the under in this game. I took Notre Dame big, 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 big on all my money line parlays for dogs. And um, so you you lost that under on that last. Touchdown. No, no, no. I lost. Yeah. I, I, I was willing to lose. I did not yeah. care about the under anymore. <laughs> Once I knew the game was out of hand and I was winning the game, I could have thrown every other bet away because I'd already won uh, one other leg of the money line and uh, for for a couple. So I was fine. I was I was sitting pretty. It's. I just here's what I think about Wisconsin. So let's talk about them for a minute. Okay. My thought watching this game was if Wisconsin gets out in front of anybody, I think their defense is good enough, the run game is good enough that they can suffocate you, grind the game out, and they're really hard to beat. But if they get down, it's over. If they are trailing in the fourth quarter, Graham Mertz will make. So there are some quarterbacks that always seem to make the play to bring their team back. There are other quarterbacks that every time they have a chance to make the play, they screw it up. I, I just think Graham Mertz, if he's behind and he's pressured and he's trying to force a play, he can't do it. He's going to turn the ball over. You're going to have extra possessions at the end of the game that you weren't counting on. Wisconsin, here, I'll, I'll give you a good stat for that. Wisconsin had six uh, scoring opportunities, which is times that they got into the 40-yard line, inside yeah. the 40. Within within field goal range, basically. Yeah. They, they scored six points. It was one yeah. point per scoring opportunity. That is Not good. putrid. It just a, a, as bad as you could possibly get. So, All right, so, I've got a, so I've got a question. Okay. Is this, a, is this just a Graham Merch problem, or is this a Paul Christ problem? It might be a Paul Christ problem. Look, here's, here's one of the biggest issues. Third downs, they went one for 14 on third down. One for 14. This offensive – there was a day when we were in high school, and I worshipped this football team – it was the only Big Ten team I cared about because this offensive line was known across the country for being bulldogs, okay? Yeah. Com- complete monsters in the middle. And now they can't get a push to get a third and one. It's it's bad. It's, it's almost as bad as you can get. Notre Dame, by the way, uh, tried several times to give them opportunities. Uh 11 penalties for 93 yards here. Oh, no. Yeah. Notre Dame did yeah. not play a clean game. No. Notre, Notre Dame is now their defense bailed them out at the end, didn't even make it close, yes. which I was, oh, God. Looked, After the first pick six, I was I was fine. I was resting easy. I was relaxed. I was enjoying my afternoon. It was great. Um, but not as bad as Oklahoma, but this Notre Dame team is – is making mistakes a lot, but they're still getting by with wins. And I guess that's what that's all you can ask for as a coach, right? Like every week I get to go in and coach my guys up hard because we're not playing well. Yeah. But we're still getting wins, and that's always a better thing than playing like shit and getting losses. Yes. yes you just 100%. feel like at some point in time you're gonna you're gonna hold on to the firecracker too long. Yes. And then you're gonna blow your hand off. I agree. Uh in this game so it was 13 to 10 Wisconsin. They kicked a field goal yep. with 14 minutes and 14 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, anybody that was holding a big under ticket on this could have never seen this coming because you get oh. a 96 yard kickoff return. You get a uh, 16 yard touchdown from Drew Pine. 
Um, you get another field goal about six minutes later with 320 left. You have a total of 40 points in this game. And you're perfect. And, you and, get, then, four, and then 14 points from pick sixes. And you're getting two pick sixes with less than uh, two and a half minutes left in the ball game, uh, which <laughs> which made the score. Like, it was not a 41 to 13 game. This was a oh, much closer oh, game no. than that. No, no, but, no, 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 no. That, that's, that's, yeah, no, not just, even close. Just um, unreal. 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 So, cheers to Brian Kelly. I mean, knocking I this thing it. out. And I, I, needed, I needed that game like I needed oxygen to breathe. Game day. I don't think game day has announced where they're going yet because Notre Dame winning in the fashion that they did makes this, like, Notre Dame and Cincinnati is going to be a monster game now. I understand that. Monster. There's zero chance they're going there, Gary. You keep doing this. It's not happening. Let me, hey, I do want to bring something up. All right. Now, I love the city of Chicago. There, there are two great cities in this country that I try to spend a lot of my time in. It's Boston and Chicago. Fall and summer in those two cities, second to nowhere else in the world for me. All right? Okay. You have Notre Dame, one of the greatest home atmospheres on the planet. You have, you have Madison, Wisconsin. Camp Randall, one of the greatest college football experiences of the country. Why are why are we doing a neutral site field? Have these gentlemen play a home and home somewhere so we can get Camp Randall and we can get touchdown Jesus. So like, this- I'm not trying to be a stick in the mud, but damn, if you're gonna take a if you're gonna play a neutral site game, do it with Missouri because that ain't home field. Okay, this nobody is, gives a shit about that. I, I agree with you, but this is something that Notre Dame has set up. It's like the Shamrock series or whatever. I know. Where they're doing they're, it all over the place. So that it's they can unbelievable recruit for recruiting. Yeah. But hang on. When they want to play in, in Yankee Stadium or Fenway and they want to play Navy, that's fine because nobody cares about going to Navy. All right? Agreed. While it's a beautiful, beautiful campus, nobody cares. Okay? Camp Randall people care about. All right? Yeah. Notre Dame people care about. Uh, jumping into the chat right quick, uh, Ghost Dog said the Hogs got to be the hottest team in college football right now. Uh, Brown Yeti said in the day of the portal, it's hard to have a good backup quarterback because they just leave. He ain't wrong about that. No, that's and that's and that's why I'm. It's it sucks because I'm giving passes to guys that I'm kind of in the tank with, but I I think I would be consistent enough to do the same for anyone else. Yes. Uh, Paul Riggs said, "Good morning, guys." Matt Miller said, my problem with Jimbo is he runs an 80s offense the whole time he's been there. The wide receivers have never been utilized. He was actually – so their their pace of play this year has actually improved. He is yep. – he's finally got wide receivers that have speed that he can trust, and now he's kind of opening it up a little bit. The problem is he doesn't have the quarterback to be able he to doesn't do have a trigger. He doesn't have a trigger, yeah. man. That's the, that's the only issue. Uh, so you can Miller, scheme up all you want. Uh, Matt Miller also said, you guys see UConn, according to SP Plus, they're the worst team ever. Uh, that will change – after this, this weekend. Yeah, after this weekend, they, they took Wyoming to the wire. I mean, just a two-point conversion away from tying that thing going into overtime. So, you tried to tell me Wyoming was a good football team. Uh, I mean, they're 4-0, they're four no, but I can't I can't say anything after that. Like, <laughs> after they beat the brakes off Ball State, like, I thought, all right, they are rolling now. But either way, either way. Ball, State, is, Ball State hurt me yesterday. Oh, Ball State. That hurt. Ball State's bad. Hurt me. They are so bad. Uh, they're not bad, but they just hurt me yesterday. They're 0-4. I mean, they, they're pretty bad. Oh, shit. Are they 0-4? Yeah, they hadn't won a single game yet. They oh, are not I bet good. on them twice. They've lost both of those games. That's all I've bet that you do. Yep. They are, they are not doing well, so all those returning starters don't matter. Uh, next game up, Baylor 31, Iowa State 29, and holy crap, Matt Campbell, what is going on with your special teams, brother? What is happening in Ames, Iowa? Uh, I will, let's, let's look at the positive side of this. Dave Aranda 
when he brought in uh, Jeff Grimes from BYU, at that offensive line, it, same guys as last year, and now suddenly they know how to play. Yep. I mean, what, what in the hell? Like, no. <laughs> Jerry he, Bohannon, hang on. Hang on. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take a shot at a guy who doesn't deserve to have a shot taken at him, okay? It's the guy I kind of like, but it, it is what it is. I, I think he had a, I think he had a Corey Brewer problem. Okay. A Charlie Brewer problem. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's possible. I think that guy was too much of a veteran and too much of a leader on that team to bench him, but he wasn't he wasn't good enough to be their starter, and he was their starter. Jerry Bohannon played insanely well, uh, had point five seven two EPA in this game. Uh, that's for those that don't pay attention to advanced stats, really really good. Iowa State was still um, post game win expectancy fifty four percent in this game. They had multiple opportunities. And did not take advantage of it. They had eight scoring opportunities, scored 30 points. Well, only 29 points counted as 30 points because they had to go, you know, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, <laughs> they they had an opportunity in this game and, and ended up losing 31-29. Baylor is a good football team. Second right. year under Dave Aranda's defense, they are doing some things here that are highly impressive. And I, I was almost shocked at how well Baylor was able to play against this Iowa State defense. I I think, I don't know if I've been led down this path that makes me think that Iowa State just has this unbelievable defense, and I do think it's a good defense, but it, I think Iowa State got problems. Me and you talked before we went live. Matt Campbell was holding a lottery ticket last year and didn't cash it, and now with all those one-score games that they won last season, this year you cannot be expected to win those at the same clip again and here we are. Like, I will tell you this. Brock Purdy, uh, 22 out of 33, 263 yards passing, had one touchdown, had um, da, 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 get my box score, uh, box score pulled up. He had one interception. Um, it, Baylor only had to throw the ball 19 times. Like, it's it, it's unreal. Like, it, you know, Iowa State ran so many more plays. Uh, what did you think about this game when you saw it? I mean, I, I love Dave Aranda. Um, I, I'm a little bittersweet sweet about his success because I felt like if he if he failed as a head coach he would probably just come back to Baton Rouge and that's all I want in my life um I, I was proud of him though and and I thought I thought Baylor looked like the better football team from the time the game started to the time the game ended I, I just if you didn't know that Matt Campbell was the hottest coaching candidate on the planet and this Iowa State team was really good last year you would watch that game and think hmm, they're all right yeah, I, yeah. I I feel like right now, from what I have seen, Kansas State might be better than them. Texas better than them. Hey, there, there's a lot Oklahoma of teams in the Big Twelve that might be better. Like like they they went from maybe gonna win the Big Twelve this year to mm, might finish in the top of the half of the ten. Are they the fifth or sixth best team? Because that right there is the difference between top half or bottom half. Baylor's remaining schedule. I was really excited after this game. I was like, oh my goodness, here we go. Like, it, I, I love what Aranda's doing. This is going to be a we fun tight, season. It tightens up. It tightens up. At Oklahoma State next week, against West Virginia the next week, BYU, Texas, at TCU, Oklahoma, and then at Kansas State, and then they close with Texas Tech. Now, they, they got they're not going to win all those games, but they can win all those games. <laughs> they they definitely can. They have, especially Oklahoma does not look like world beaters. I mean, we, we'll we we'll get to I, them here I in will tell you this. I think they're done being seven-point dogs. I Especially at home. 
I, I oh feel yeah, like especially, I yeah so, especially at home. They, but they I mean, I, even, I, bet, I would bet even on the road, they're done being seven point. No one's given them more than a touchdown anymore. You you might be right about that. You might be right. So yeah, Baylor, uh, Iowa State, by the way, outrushed them uh, majorly. Major well, this game averaged uh, 5.4 yards per rush, uh, 216 yards rushing on 40 attempts. Brees Hall had 190 by himself. Uh, he was ridiculous. Averaged seven. Well, yards yeah, but he's one Brees of the Hall. best running backs in the country. Yes, yes, 100. percent So, um, you know, this was not a turnovers thing or any, anything else. Uh, the special teams was was bad for Iowa State. Like there, it just across the board, not uh, not a great showing by the Cyclones. But that is. To be expected, you are expected to regress to the means when you have so many one-score wins like they did last season. And here we are again. So uh, let's move into another Big 12 game. And SMU uh, goes into TCU and gets a massive win, 42-34. to SMU ran for 350 yards in this game. And part of that was because the secondary was so worried about what was going on that that they couldn't stop the run. They couldn't focus yeah. on that. Uh, Tanner Mordecai, 17 out of 28, 245 yards, had two touchdowns. He also had three interceptions in this game. Max Duggan for TCU, 16 out of 28, 276 yards, three touchdowns. He played pretty well. Mordecai, even with three interceptions, had the higher passer rating in this game. But Ulysses Bentley went for 153 yards on 20 carries. Trey Siggers, uh, 110 yards on 18 carries. T- uh, Tyler Levine, 52 yards on eight carries. Uh, Tanner Mordecai, four rushes for 37 yards. All of their guys averaged more than six yards a rush. I mean, just ridiculous. Like, this was... TCU has got a major defensive problem right here, and it is partly because of the fact that their secondary has so many holes in it. Um, I don't know what to make... I don't know that TCU is going to run into a lot of offenses that are better than what SMU I was just about to say... It's weird that we're asking this, but in the Big 12, could this be the best offense they play all year? It's because they look a hell of a lot better than 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 Oklahoma, Texas, and yeah. Oklahoma State and Iowa State and Baylor and everybody else. Is there is there a an offensive coach in the Big 12 that you trust more than Sonny Dykes? Oh, well now that that answer is clearly no to me. But I this guy's been doing it for so look how look at his track record. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Davis jumped in. He said, uh, have you guys talked about Notre Dame yet? Yes, yeah, we already yeah. did. So yeah, we you, just you can go it. back and listen to that. Uh, Larry Pilgrim, TCU, Chris called it. Give me a stop. Uh, Brown Yeti, if he goes 10-2 at Baylor, does uh, does Dave Aranda come back stop. to LSU? Stop, Yeti. Don't be, don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Not this morning. Uh, Yeti said, I've been on the Iowa State bandwagon for eight years now. I'm a little worried this ride's coming to an end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and he, he, Matt Miller wanted to know, if you had to bet your house today, who wins the Big 12? Uh, if I had to bet the house, I'd still go Oklahoma because I'd feel like their ceiling is still there. Uh, you know, but I, I, that's that's just based on I don't think anybody uh, else is great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not getting off the TCU game yet. They hadn't lost the conference game. Nope, they sure haven't. Zach Evans, by the way, 15 carries, 113 yards. Uh, he averaged 7.5 a clip, so he looked pretty so good. This game, this game changed immediately at the fumble at the beginning of the game. It so so I needed them to make a stop. All right. Not only do they not make a stop, they give SMU the ball at like the three yard line. It, it, that's the extra possession SMU needs. I thought all I need is one team to get one extra possession. And this is ball game. As soon as SMU got that extra possession, I had a feeling. Well, that's that's the game because I don't see either of these teams really getting two unanswered scores. 
just because the defense wasn't wasn't played at all yesterday. Yeah, it, uh, it, it just looking at the overall team stats, uh, SMU had 595 yards of total offense. Uh, TCU had 446. But SMU had the ball for like 34 minutes in this game. Well, it's because they, they were, ran the ball and TCU was trying to play catch-up after that extra score. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. That was, uh, that was the problem. This... Uh, TCU has got to get this defense figured out, man. They're, they're second. They are too talented to allow this to go on, even with somebody that, that is offensively as efficient as SMU. But hang on now. I, are, are they too talented? Because I, this is not a team full of four-stars, Gary. I, I don't know that they are too talented to they, allow this to happen. They are. I the, think they're exactly talented enough to allow this to happen. They are the third most talented team in the Big 12, and they are like a top 35 top 30 or top 35 team uh smu as far as talent is like at what in the 60s like yeah, they, they've the got 60s. a ton more talent than than smu so they they shouldn't be allowing this to happen now i don't think it's going to happen again in the big 12 i don't no. know of anybody that, that has the weapons that smu does yeah. but unless oklahoma can fix their offense that's the only team with the firepower i believe that can do that and and as of right now uh which you know what? let's go ahead and dive into it let's let's yeah. talk about oklahoma and West Virginia, 16-13, to 13, the Sooners get the W. And, brother, uh, there were chants of, we want Caleb in the stands Hell last night. Hell, yeah. That was insane, right? I'm, yeah, I'm a little shocked at it. Uh, it but then again, like, if, if I had been hyped up for a national championship all season. And, and I a Heisman. Know, yeah, and the, and the Heisman. And I'm getting the production out of Spencer Rattler that I'm getting, which is last night. Again, the numbers, somehow Lincoln Riley finds a way to make his numbers look good. Spencer Rattler's finds a way to make them look good. 26 out of 36, 256 yards, one touchdown, one interception, average 7.1 yards per completion, which is not great. They don't take a lot of shots down the field because he's not super effective throwing the ball down the field. A stat that I brought up on the BetUS show, yard or passes that go... More than 20 yards down the field, Spencer Rattler had three interceptions and three, uh, no, sorry, only three touchdowns. No, 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 I'm sorry. I, I'm remembering this incorrectly. He had three completions on the season that were more than 20 yards. He also had three turnover-worthy plays down the field. That's it. Like, he, he cannot throw the ball down the field. He's not accurate enough with the ball to be able to get it down there. And if you are supposed to win a Heisman, if you are in Lincoln Riley's offense, you got to be able to do more with the football than what he's been able to do. They weren't able to run the ball last night. They had 28 carries for 57 yards against West Virginia. West Virginia wasn't able to run it either. Let's not get crazy. 29 carries, 47 yards for them. But But that West Virginia team's not very good. No, they're not great. Jared Dagey should never be in a ball game with Spencer Rattler. It shouldn't happen. And yet here we are. Like, this is... This is a disaster for Oklahoma right now. They haven't lost a game, and and a lot of that has to do with the teams that they have played. But they have got problems across the board. They better they better bu- they better buckle the hell up this weekend. I don't even know who are they playing this weekend. They're going to they're going to Manhattan, Kansas. Oh, they're going to Kansas State. I, I'll tell you, that's another team. We're not going to talk about the Kansas State Oklahoma State game, but Kansas State got quarterback problems. They they got well, all kind of problems. I, so. I think Kansas State was looking looking ahead to this week. It's entirely possible. I mean, they have won two straight. So uh, Big Out said it's hard being a Mountaineer fan. Um, yeah, I could I could see that. I mean, I, 
It's been a long time since they were really good. Look, you got a good coach. Neil Brown, I trust Neil Brown to be able to get that thing working. Uh, do, you think, do you think recruiting in West Virginia has just become that much more difficult? I think it is more difficult for him to recruit at West Virginia than it was for him to recruit at Troy. 100%. Oh, yo, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, I agree. That's just because there's so much talent down the Deep South. You're in Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia country. When he's in, you, he's you in Troy. He's, he's down next to the coast. I mean, he's – like, there's all – you you can walk outside well, and find somebody that runs a 4-4. <laughs> that, but that's what I'm saying. There's yeah. just so much talent that that the big schools just can't lop them all up. So many two- and three-stars that would be four-stars if they went to bigger high schools, but people can't find them because yeah. they're just playing in podunk nowhere. Yes. No, you, you ain't wrong about that. Uh, by the way, we have got uh, looks like over 30 people watching live right now. You guys do us a favor. Go ahead and hit that like button for us and make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube. The numbers have been uh, just absolutely <laughs> massive, and we appreciate you guys for that. Uh, I try and say it every show, but yeah, definitely make sure and knock that out. Uh, Big Ounce said, damn, now that's a low blow. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're not trying to be a low blow, but no. that's just... We, we try and be as real as possible. It's just really what, – what is the recruiting ground around there that, that Ohio State and Penn State and these other big boy schools aren't coming and lopping them up? Not that there's not great talent coming from your area, but there's not such a plethora of it that the big boys just aren't coming in and getting all the good guys and getting them out of there. Yeah, yeah. There are too many great players in the Deep South that nobody's ever heard of before. So it's real easy for these – Troy's, Louisiana's, UAB's, you know, Southern Miss, these other small schools would come in and just take the scraps. And, yeah. oh, damn, these scraps are pretty fucking good. Big Ounce said maybe he used to take some trips back down south. Uh, I thought I would he say probably that, but, would try to recruit well, no, from he, he is. where he was. He's trying that. The problem is, why would, you, yeah, why would you leave down there and go play at West Virginia when you can go play for Louisiana, UAB? So, so that's know, the issue is the kids down here don't – People from West Virginia have a lot of pride in, in 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 being from there in their school. Kids down here, they don't have that. They don't they don't care. Like it's just a, they're no different than all the other schools that they've never been to and never even thought of going to. So I think that is a hard hard sell. And it's going to uh, Matt harder. Miller asked said, "Does Texas have the firepower?" Guess we'll see next week. Look, Texas offense looked really good last two weeks. Uh, um, I've, I've got that for us to discuss here in just a little bit. Okay, so, come on. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll talk about Texas. Don't don't worry about that. Right. Uh, Oklahoma, by the way, Kansas State, Texas, TCU in the next three weeks. I think they can lose two of those games. I think so, too. I, I think they're going to lose two of those games, by the way. I agree with you. Uh, next game on the board, North Carolina went down and got absolutely whooped in Atlanta by Georgia Tech. And I will tell you, I missed this. Um, I, I had been kind of looking to see when Jeff Sims was going to be coming back. I did not see that it was going to be this week, and I missed it. Now, I don't know that I would have expected a whole lot different, but uh, Georgia Tech held North Carolina 369 total yards, 306 passing. North Carolina could not run the football on them. Jeff Collins has that rushing defense rolling. North Carolina had 1.8 yards per rush yesterday, and Sam Howell, uh, not not great. Georgia Tech didn't even have to do a whole lot on offense in this game, uh, they, they did have three fumbles that they lost. North Carolina did. Jeff Sims, 10 out of 13 passing, 112 yards, one touchdown. He ran the ball 10 times for 128 yards and three touchdowns. Just ridiculous. Uh, Georgia Tech on the day, 261 yards of, uh, of rushing. And, and they whooped, just whooped North Carolina. They, they ran it up on them at the end. 45 to 22 was the final here. 
I, man, I don't know what to make of this. Like, I just <laughs> I have no idea what to make of this. 43 carries, 261 yards. They averaged more than six yards a clip for the game. I North Carolina has got some soul searching to do. They got to figure some stuff out because they have those games where where you can whoop somebody like Virginia, and then you got this. Hit Ryan McCracken jumps in. The ACC is a basketball conference. <laughs> ACC might be a baseball conference. <laughs> that's that's even more likely. That's even more likely. Uh, I, I cheers first off to Georgia Tech for getting this done. Jeff Collins. Obviously, every now and then you see steps in the right direction. You're going to get these kind of games here and there, and and they got it in this one, and they almost had it against Clemson uh, in Clemson last week. Like they they had a shot to win that game. I'm excited about the prospects of having a competent Georgia Tech football team. We we knew, not that we knew, we felt like it was just a matter of time before he had this thing rolling. North Carolina, I don't know what to make of this team. I, I don't know what to make of what Mac Brown is doing here. Their schedule sets up. They got Duke coming up next week. They got Florida State. They got Miami before they go play Notre Dame and Wake Forest uh, back-to-back. Then you got at Pitt, Wofford, and at NC State. Like, there's three, four more losses on here? I was about to say, if you can lose to Georgia Tech this bad, you could lose to any of those schools. Hey, how crazy is this that Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler were expected to be the first two quarterbacks taken in the NFL draft? And uh, both of them have we, not been good. We started this thing off talking about folks who cost themselves some money this year. That would be another one that did. Yeah. That the, the, so so let me uh, – both of these programs are a complete enigma right now. The, North Carolina will look like one of the most well-put-together, well-coached, prepared football teams in the country. And then play a game like this and just look completely outside themselves. Georgia Tech has looked like one of the most incompetent teams in the country with no talent at all, all right? They lost their first game to Northern Illinois. Yeah, yes, yes. And then play a game like this and then just look like world beaters. Just everything goes right, and and they can make no mistakes. I think this is a thing where I don't think Georgia Tech is getting better. I think Georgia Tech is every year they're going to do this. Every year they're going to beat the hell out of somebody they're not supposed to be in the game with. Okay, I think that's going to happen. And outside of that, they are what we thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. North Carolina, I have no idea what to even think they're supposed to be. I don't even know where to start that conversation. I'm I'm with you. I have no idea. Like, I I don't know what to make of North Carolina right now. you can tell that they have got talent. It feels like the talent has no idea how to play without without thinking first. There's always this hesitation for whatever reason, and it's on both sides of the ball. And you can't play when you're hesitating. Like, you, you can't think too much. You got to be able to do this stuff naturally. Uh, and this is what happens when you lose a bunch of guys, right? Like, it, they, they lost a bunch of dudes. However, on, on defense, they brought in a bunch of dudes. They've just got a bunch of young guys as well. So this is going to be nuts. Um, I don't know what to make of North Carolina. This, it, hey, every year the Coastal is a disaster. I got no idea who's going to win it this year. And and we will see. We will see. Let's jump into the SEC right quick. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's talk about the Tigers. Go down to Starkville, get them a W, 28-25. Uh, went up 7-0 in the first quarter, 7-3 at the half. And then they come out, guns ablaze in second half, 14 uh, third quarter points, and then another touchdown in the fourth that actually was the the final margin here, get them a, a win by a field goal. Will Rogers, you know, of course we knew they were going to throw the ball uh, quite a bit. 47 out of 62, 371 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. The My problem with Mike Leach is early in this game, you could see that they were having success running the football. For the game, 26 carries, 115 yards, 4.4 yards a clip, and they had over 50 yards in the first quarter. Like they, No, 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 over 40 yards, almost 50 in the first quarter. They were successful running against LSU, and for whatever reason, they went away from it. Now, LSU, to their credit, pass defense has been shored up a little bit this year. Cheers to that, because uh, they also did not have Derek Stingley in this game, and that was... I was about to say, without was, Stingley, it sucked. Yeah, that, that's a bit concerning. Uh, Kayshawn Butte, by the way, four receptions, 85 yards, two touchdowns. Trey Palmer had a 58-yard touchdown as well. And then uh, Cole Taylor had a 41-yard touchdown. That's that's where the points came from. That's the 28 points. Four passing touchdowns. Uh, LSU still could not run the football. 27 carries. We're not going to run it against anybody. When we can't run against McNeese State, there's not an SEC team in the country on our schedule that we can run against. Now here's the deal, though. You can throw the football. That's Absolutely. Right. Max Thank Johnson, 17. God. <laughs> 17 out of 27, 280 yards, four touchdowns. He did have one pick in the game. Uh, but the QBR was good. QBR was good. Uh, Brown Yeti said uh, the SEC West could come down to Arkansas and Ole Miss. Eh, I mean, it's possible. It's very yep. possible. Uh, That's we'll, right. we'll see what's up with KJ Jefferson. But, yes, it's be any, right. be anything right. is possible. This, this season has all of the shades of 2007. If oh we have if we have no news on KJ as of right now, it's it, he's hurt, he's sore, but he'll be fine. If if it, something was broken, if something was popped out of place, we'd have found out last night. That yeah. game that game ended at at five o'clock, five thirty. Like we would know by now. Um, so uh, we are going to talk about Auburn in just a little bit, but uh, LSU schedule they got Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas coming up, and then ULM, and then A and M. Does the Mississippi State game make you feel any better about going into that gauntlet? Um, no, I think we're going to be in the fight of our life for Auburn. Thank God Auburn finally looked like shit this weekend. Uh, that probably was a look ahead, though, uh, so I'm not going to read into too much of it. Uh, I still think they're a better football team than us. I don't know that we win another SEC game. After last yesterday, the Auburn game is going to be fun, and I think we're, we're going to be in that game. I don't think we'll get blown out. And I think AM is beatable as well. I don't I, I don't know that we win another SEC game, but I think it's possible that there's two. There's two teams that we should be in a game with. How many how many does Coach O have to win to feel comfortable? Uh well, not enough. That's that 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 number is not 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 there. We're done. I mean So if it, it, they're three and one right now. Because you're magically assuming that we're gonna beat Ole Miss or, or that we could beat Ole Miss or Arkansas or Bama, that that we just we just can't. We just can't beat those teams. Our team is not good enough to do that. So let, our let's, offense isn't that good. And our defense our, if you go one dimensional against any of those three teams, if you go one dimensional against the defense of Arkansas, they're gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And we're one dimensional football team. So they're gonna beat the shit out of us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Brown Yeti said it was nice. Uh, I was nice to Rodgers up until now. He just can't throw the ball down the field. He's washed up Drew Brees. Uh, Leach, Leach will have a quarterback next year. Yeah, he'll he'll find a way to, to find Leach, a Leach will have a quarterback next year. Trust me. I uh I I can feel you on that. I, I don't I don't know what happens with O. If we don't win another SEC game, if we lose to Auburn, if we lose to A and M, if we lose to Kentucky, then um then yeah, I don't I don't think Leach is coming back. My you know my argument for this all the time. Don't tell me he's gone until you tell me who you're replacing him with. Okay, oh, agreed. Like like agreed. If, if 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 I had pizza two nights in a row and I really don't like pizza and I I'm not I don't want I don't want pizza today. All right. And someone says, we got pizza. And I'm like, I don't want pizza. Well, then tell me what you do want. Okay. Because I, I don't, don't just throw something out until you know what you're replacing it with. Cause what you replace it with is pretty damn important than what you're throwing out. Cause we know what we have right now. And while we're not happy with the results, we know what we have right now. Yes. Yes. So I, I I'm, I'm and if you think it can't get worse, Bullshit! It can't. Oh, just look at all the other places where it has got. Look at Tennessee. It look can at get Arkansas. Worse. Look at Tennessee. Yes. It, yes. Can, it can get worse. It we absolutely promise. can get worse. Uh, let's see. How do you know when things are bad? They talk about getting new lockers at Vanderbilt. That's ghost dog. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad at Vanny. Uh, Georgia just. Oh gosh. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's, Vanderbilt's a bad football team. They haven't been this bad in a long, long time. The last couple of years, it's just been the absolute bottom of the barrel. They, at some point in time, I don't know that there's a coach that can fix that. I think somebody has to change the way they play football. Yeah. No, no, you're not wrong. Uh, let's move to the Big Ten right quick. Look, this game last night, Michigan State and Nebraska. Michigan State gets the win 23-20 to in overtime. Of course, you give Adrian Martinez an opportunity, and he will lose the game for you. Uh, which I hate to say that for him, but uh, you uh, know. but that, that's what happened though. It's what happened. Uh, Michigan State could not run the football at all. Thirty carries, seventy-one yards against this Nebraska defense. I think Nebraska's defense is pretty good. Like, yeah, I, Nebraska's I think, found a defense. Yes. Uh, uh, they they played really well. We got the cover in that game, Gary. But yeah, shit, I wanted to win. If I'd have hit that one, oh, I, I was just glad to get the cover at the end because we both took uh, Nebraska plus five. My, yeah, and, and yeah. man, when they got it down there first and goal at the two in overtime, I said. God, but we're going to lose this by a point. Like, this is ridiculous. Uh, Peyton Thorne, 14 out of 23, 183 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, threw his first interception of the year. He now has 10 touchdowns and one yep. pick. Adrian Martinez, no touchdowns passing, but he did have an interception. Of course, the one that cost them the game. But yeah, uh, so I was about to say, so it was the one that cost them the it, game. They, Nebraska, 49 carries for 187 yards, and they threw for 255 yards. If you look at the team stats overall nebraska had 442 yards to only 254 here nebraska third down efficiency seven out of 20 michigan state was only one of 10 uh nebraska was also two of two on fourth down and michigan state was oh of one this game does not even get oh by the time of possession by the way which is kind of a meaningless stat yeah but but 38 minutes for nebraska to 22 for michigan state they didn't they never really had the ball uh, if it was not for a punt return touchdown, 62-yard punt return with three minutes and 47 seconds left, which this kind of stuff just seems to happen. with me. It doesn't matter who the Michigan State coach is. <laughs> it just seems to happen with them. I don't know what it is Mel, about Sparty. Mel Tucker, Mel uh, Tucker is doing what, what we kind of talked about last week. They look like an SEC team. They're winning with defense and special teams. Yes, yes. They're playing good enough offense to 
A, not lose a game, to B, control the line of scrimmage, protect their quarterback, their quarterback's not making mistakes, and they're winning games with field position, defensive, and special team scores. I'm telling you that that team is is pretty damn good. Very rarely will they will they beat themselves. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And they're going to frustrate you until you make a mistake. They did it last week against Miami, and they did it this week. They waited. They played the patient game. This game was tight. This game was close. And they waited because they knew it was just a matter of time. If we keep giving Adrian Martinez opportunities at some point in time, he will cock it up. Yeah. And he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Let's move to the American and Conference USA UTSA 31, Memphis 28. Memphis went up 21 to nothing in the first nine minutes of this ballgame, and then were outscored 31 to 7 in the uh, the remainder of the first quarter on. Like, UTSA beat the brakes off these guys. Just just whipped them. Um, and now, Mich- uh, Michigan, uh, Memphis did outgain them. UTSA had nine more first downs, 25 to 16, uh, UTSA was 9 out of 20 on third down. Memphis was only 4 of 12. Uh, Memphis could not run the football. Had 78 yards rushing. UTSA had 205 on 62 attempts. Sincere McCormick is a beast. He's just incredible. Frank Harris was able to throw the ball a little bit. 18 of 28 for 186 yards and one touchdown. Uh, but Sincere McCormick, 42 carries, 184 yards, three touchdowns in this game. This was, I mean, it was a last-minute field goal kind of game. Memphis was lucky to get that early lead, but on offense, Memphis only had the ball for 24 minutes in this game and did have two turnovers, and the last one was devastating. This was uh, this was rough, man. Uh, for, for Memphis fans, you felt like you had this one in the bag early, and UTSA just kept clawing back, clawing back, clawing back. This is uh, this is crazy. What did you think about this game as it was going on? All right, so first off, yesterday when I did my live show on uh, 9 a.m. SBR, I um, I swapped my pick. I, I, I took I took UTSA points. I took UTSA money line, and I took my prop play of the day was UTSA team total. You know what that team total was? Uh, 30? 31 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucker. That's uh that's the way it goes. But hey, you did get the you get you I, got the dog. I hit. got the I got the other two. I got the other two. I woke up yesterday morning and you know what I thought when we and you did our show Thursday evening afternoon. I I came out Friday. I said I thought the magic in Memphis was going to keep rolling and I woke up yesterday just like with the Notre Dame feeling. I just woke up yesterday and I thought they have been winning with kind of magic. At some point in time, that shit, that's just not how you build a football team. Yeah. That stuff runs out. Like winning games with weird fluky shit just doesn't happen week in and week out. It's just not sustainable. I'm going the complete other way. And I went all in the other way. And this game started off 21 nothing. I thought, son of a bitch, I had the oh, winner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had the winner and I gave it away. And then I, it all came back to me. And when I saw them rolling, and they hit 28. I thought, I'm getting this 31 and a half. I need one more touchdown. Memphis's defense is gashed. They can't stop anybody. We are going to roll. And I thought I needed Memphis to score one more time. So uh, UTSA needed to keep scoring. When they kicked that field goal, I thought, that's it. 
that's it. I'm going to lose this thing by the damn hook. <laughs> Almost had a perfect uh, game. So I've only had one game like that where I just, I, I bet every, it was week one. I think it was Fresno against UConn. And it was basically UConn's team total under first half under everything for Fresno over the side. I had like seven bets in one game and just swept them all. Yesterday, I, had, I think I had four bets in this game, and I hit three out of the four, but the it would have been nice to, to finally have the, another big one. The UTSA contingency is concerned that they are about to lose Jeff Trailer. Uh, ten wins is entirely well, they, possible for them now this year. They should be concerned. Oh, right? yes. He is fascinating. At, like, he was an Arkansas assistant coach under Chad Morris. It, not who you think would get a job like this, and and – we kind of downplayed the hire. Like, we we did not think well, yeah. highly of this hire initially. Uh, well, I, I don't know about you. I know that I did not. I did not like I, this I put hire. I put zero thought into it. Yeah. I was I was about as agnostic as somebody could be on it. Well, I remember they, they had Frank Harris, who was the uh, recruiting coordinator at LSU, and he kind of stockpiled this team with talent. Now, that might be helping out Jeff Trailer quite a bit because he might just be a competent coach with a lot of talent. But he has built this organization in the last two seasons and they have competed with everybody remember they took BYU last year to a touchdown in Provo they took Louisiana to a touchdown in their bowl game uh Matt Miller said hey he recruited all those Arkansas guys yeah he did help he did help he helped but they Um, he's been away from there for uh, well two two years now so this is only his second season but yes Uh, this is UTSA they have a a chance to An really interesting team. Yeah, well, they're in a prime spot. They're in a big market as a CUSA team. Like they can they might be a role in, in expansion at this point if they if they continue to be successful. So But here's the problem. If they lose their coach, then they go back to what they've always been. You are not wrong about that. Uh although I do think that you can find good coaches in Texas. Like I, I think he's he's super tied in in Texas. I think you would almost have to hire him in Texas or somewhere around there, right? Like maybe a Big Twelve school, something like that. Um, you know, if Houston does something with Dana, like would he go to Houston? Uh, possibly. So we we would have to see. But yeah, uh, moving on. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little Pac twelve right quick. And good lord, what happened to USC last night was uh, just <laughs> like almost almost what we expected. Um, Oregon State forty five, USC twenty seven, and man, they could not stop. Jonathan Smith's offense. And nope. and it wasn't like passing, it wasn't anything fluky or anything like that. Rushing. 51 rushes, 30 or 322 yards. That's 6.3 a clip and they had two touchdowns rushing. Chance Nolan, 15 out of 19 passing for 213 yards and four touchdowns. USC could do nothing against this offense. And I mean, that's uh, hold on. What's my note? Uh first Beavers win in the Coliseum since 1961. It, Josh Pate always calls it a renaissance season. It is. 2021 has 2007 vibes all over it. it, it weird Saturday. How do, how'd you feel about USC? Um, uh, I think USC is a bad football team. I think USC should have lost the week beforehand when they were down 14 nothing, and my boy Nick Rolovich just completely let me down and uh, crushed my soul. He went up against another well-coached football team but not very talented, and – I think when they play well-coached teams, I think they're going to struggle to win games because I don't think they're coached very well. And and I I think there's very few people that are going to have better talent than USC. 
But for some reason, talent doesn't seem to matter when the other side of the ball is better coached than you. They're just getting the hell beat out of them by guys that can out-scheme the shit out of them. Yes. Yes, 100%. Uh, this is – I will tell you why well, this and, is good. In this game, Slovis came back because uh, Dart was hurt yep. and Dart didn't get to play. Hey, the defenses have figured out Slovis, by the way. Oh, no, I was just about to say, I I, I would have liked my – I would have liked my uh, – my Wazoo pick last week had Slovis stayed in the game. The worst thing that Wazoo did was knock Slovis out of the game. Yeah, and Jackson Dart, of course, comes in, but now Dart's out for at three, four, five weeks, however long it is. Yeah, Hopefully with Slovis in, this once again, this ain't the last loss they're going to suffer. Oh, you, USC you're is right. going to lose a bunch. So that's what I was going to say about this is I actually think this was good because there was a lot of momentum around – uh, this interim coach, and obviously USC has been down that road before. I don't think that they would have done it. I was but. just about to say, there's zero chance they make that move. Can we can we talk about something here? At some point in time, you got a guy like BJ Baylor who runs his ass off, and he finishes a game like this with zero touchdowns. You have to let him get some red zone touches so he can taste what the end zone's like. You have to reward that kind of effort. You can't just keep pulling him every time you get to the goal line and put somebody else in. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, that stuff bothers. Like, I understand it as as part of your game plan. But at some point in time, you're beating the shit out of a team, and, you're, and your running back is carrying you, carrying you by himself. Carries, yeah, 158 yards. Uh, and no touchdowns. He had, he had, like, nine yards for catching. I mean, but, like, get him in the damn end zone. You can yeah. let him run some of those in too. He's he's absolutely broke the will of the other team you're playing against. Let's uh, let's let him get a taste of glory as well. Larry Pilgrim said USC is West Coast Texas. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Brown Yeti said yes, 100%. Uh yeah, I Yes, I could I could totally see that. Now, I think Texas is only up and up. Um and we'll we'll talk about them in just a second, but uh, cuz we're going to rapid fire a few of these but yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, Matt Miller said, except the Pac-12 doesn't have an Oklahoma. Uh, Oregon could be. No, they didn't play well last night, but Oregon uh, could be the Oklahoma I, here. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think the Big 12 has an Oklahoma either. <laughs> not, not this year. Not this year. Again, renaissance season, my friend, uh, as, as Josh Pate would say. Uh, moving on to the ACC, let's talk about a Friday night game. And Hugh let us down. I mean, what the hell's going on? Liberty loses at Syracuse 24-21. And I will tell you this. Dino Babers... Carrier Dome magic, my friend. Garrett Schrader at quarterback is a calming presence for this team. And they their offensive line is actually able to run block a little bit. They had 228 yards rushing on 53 carries. That's 4.3 a clip, three touchdowns in this game. Garrett Schrader did not have to pass, but he is mobile at quarterback, and he is the calming presence in that huddle that actually allows them to be a semi-competent football team. At Liberty... I, I don't know I don't know what the game plan was. Like when I was watching that game, I thought I don't know if they know what they're what they're doing. Like I, they Malik Willis looked good, 14 out of 19 passing, 205 yards, three touchdowns. He had 17 carries for 49 yards. This was Did you watch this game? Uh yeah, I did. I So so I, let me so let me tell you what I believe. All right, go ahead. <laughs> You're using a lot of numbers and you're using a lot of logic and you're trying to use a lot of analytics, okay? You, you need to stop all that. <laughs> Thursday and Friday football games. This year, I don't know of a home dog that hasn't covered 
and I think over half of them have won outright. We have to stop betting against them. Yep. If you have a home team catching points, you just take the points, and and, and, and over 50%, I would bet. The, the, these weeknight games, you just have to stop. I don't think that Syracuse found something. I don't think that Louisville magically found something. I think these teams play outside of their mind at home on these weeknight games where they have the entire country watching them and nothing else. Yeah, uh, that's that's possible. Hey, you, you know what we got coming up this Friday? No, I haven't looked at this late. Iowa at Maryland. I'm so oh, stoked about shit. this. I'm so stoked about this. <laughs> I, bet, I bet Maryland's catching the touchdown, too. Oh, I bet they're catching more than that. Oh my God! I bet it's more than that. I mean, well, I don't want to bet on Maryland, but we're gonna have to. Well, I mean, you know, you have to. No, you, you yeah. just, you know, you have, you have to, you have to. I can't, I can't explain voodoo. I can't explain the mystics of the things that happen in football. It's just one of those games where just too many outside forces that have nothing to do with the people practicing, preparing, and playing in the game. Okay. And if you don't believe in that shit, then why are you watching football? Why are you watching sports? Because that's all sports is, by the way. It's just magical shit happening. And uh, we're watching with the hope that we get to see it. Syracuse, of course, covered this week. Illinois covered as a home dog last week. Uh, Louisville covered as a home dog last week. Uh, You just look at the Friday game. You're not even looking at the Thursday game. Well, but there's not been home dogs on Thursdays. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, That's right. So home dogs. Last week we uh, had two games going. They were both home dogs. Both of them covered. One, one outright. Uh, week two, there were no home dogs. And no week one, uh, let's see, we had, da, 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 da. and there was a lot of Thursday. Minnesota nearly covered as a home dog. Uh, da, I don't. See Minnesota any. did cover Ohio State. Uh, no, I thought that line. Well, was they might not have closed covered the closing line. Yeah, the closing line they didn't, but that game opened up bigger than fourteen. Yeah, I, I think uh, it, it got down to thirteen because I so I bet Ohio State at thirteen and a half. So I did get the. I win. never saw it get below fourteen ever. Um, it was it was thirteen and a half on Tuesday of that week and Wednesday, and then by Thursday it was, uh, it was it was no no by Wednesday it was fourteen. So like Monday and Tuesday it was thirteen and a half. Um, I don't see any other no there there weren't any home dogs on. Uh, but so far, every home dog has covered most of them on one outright on, on weeknights. Yeah, we just we just have to stop trying to overthink this which just sucks because now we've got a game where there's a team i like and there's a team i don't like and i'm just gonna uh, have to trust it this friday so we've got uh byu at utah state on a friday night i think byu will be favored we have houston and and utah state looked like crap against boise now what's crazy they they had turnovers killed them and yeah uh they they you don't think byu's gonna take the ball away uh byu got taken to uh to the very end of the game against South Florida. Um, and now oh, they got to yeah. go on the road shit, to shit. Logan. So we'll see. Uh, Houston at Tulsa is on Friday night. And Houston might be a, a slight favorite there. We'll see. I don't know that Houston's going to be a favorite in that game. Uh, Houston hadn't looked great. No, they have not. No, they... Houston hadn't looked great. And Tulsa had a pretty good showing this weekend. So, so all that said, uh, cheers to Syracuse for getting that W. Yeah, uh, because yeah. that's. But I, mean, I don't. But win. I don't believe Syracuse found something. I, I I love Dino Babers. I don't think this fixes Syracuse's problems. I don't think. I think it was the mystics and the magic of of the weeknight game. Uh, very quickly, the Auburn situation. Auburn wins thirty four to twenty four over Georgia State, and it, it was it was not that much of a like that that point differential does not explain how close this game actually was. 
TJ Auburn Finley. was trailing deep into the fourth quarter. Uh, so so Auburn was down 24 to 12 at halftime, and they had given up, I mean, nearly 200 yards rushing in the first half. Georgia State really was able to to do what they wanted to. And I I TJ Finley comes in and replaces Bo Nix. Now, I don't know if there was an injury. I don't know what what happened to cause this. Um, because it's not like it's not like Bo Nix was, you know, the worst quarterback in the world, but 13 out of 27 for 156 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, would, would tell you differently. Um, Finley comes in, 9 out of 16, 97 yards. He throws a touchdown pass. They get down to the goal line, and on 4th and 9, with 45 seconds left, I I think we actually have a quarterback competition now. We have a controversy in Auburn, because if you're Brian Harson, how do you not let T.J. Finley go into Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge this weekend and be the starter, because Bo Nix, like, I, I I don't know what to make of him. Like th- this might have been a a sandwich spot, a look ahead for Auburn, because this Georgia State game was homecoming right in the middle of uh, Penn State last week and LSU this week. But Georgia State got demolished by North Carolina. They got demolished by Army. Like Tank Bigsby had 18 carries for only 60 yards in this game. Like, this was such a strange game. What, what do you think about this Auburn quarterback situation? Um, I think it's weird. I do think Finley's probably going to be the guy going into Baton Rouge this weekend. I'll tell you this. It sucks for a defense that hasn't been great at LSU to have to prepare for two quarterbacks, and two quarterbacks are pretty damn different. So, um, you know, that's not going to be fun. Um I think TJ is probably the better option, but that's because I can't get the three years of what I've seen out of Bo Nix out of my head. Yeah, I I think at this point you have to you have to roll with Finley until he gives you a reason to bench him because he did you, come back. Do you and think win this they're game. gonna? Do you think they're gonna roll with Finley? I think so. I think okay. Brian Harson just wants to try and win football games, and I don't know I that agree. you can do that. Uh, <laughs> the Brown Yeti said, "Don't blame Gus for Nix. That is the lesson from this week." Yeah, because it, it, he had played what well. Bo Nix had been playing well. He did not embarrass himself against Penn State. Like no, that was that was he's, not on Bo Nix. He's not the reason they lost that game. Not in any way, shape, form, fashion. The first two games where they played little teams, they did what you're supposed to do. They beat the hell out of those little teams. Yes, that see that's the thing is, you are going to get this kind of a game from Bo Nix every now and then. You just are. You're you're going to have some some crazy performances that make him look like an all-world quarterback. And and then you will have crazy interceptions that you don't see coming. He's going to do something stupid with the football, and, and it's going to drive you insane as an Auburn fan. T.J. Finley might be the he might be the steady hand in this race. So we'll see. Um, I don't know. We, we've got people arguing over Oklahoma and Oregon <laughs> in, the, in the chat today. Matt Miller talking about a game six years ago. Uh, saying it's better to be an Oklahoma fan than an Oregon fan. <laughs> oh, Larry and Matt, you guys are hilarious. Uh, next game on the board right quick. Uh, we're, again, we're going to rapid fire the last few of these uh, because there's nothing crazy to talk about with them. Boston College gets a win, thirty. Uh, sorry, 41-34 to 34 over Missouri. And Missouri got the ball back with, what, like 13 seconds left and drove yep. it down the field long enough to kick a 56-yard field goal to send it to overtime. Uh the rushing stats here. Boston College, 49 carries, 275 yards. Pat Garwo the third, who I didn't even know existed until this ball game, 
ran 25 times for 175 yards, two touchdowns. That's exactly seven yards a clip. Uh, Missouri could not run the ball. It's like Tyler, Tyler Beatty was all right, 18 carries, 72 yards, but 23 carries for 88 yards, uh, and they had three touchdowns rushing. Connor Bazelak, 30 out of 41, 303 yards, one touchdown, two picks, and those picks were awful. Just at the worst possible time, Dennis Grossell was okay, 18 out of 29, 175 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. I was wrong about Grossell. I was wrong about Boston College. This team is 4-0, and they host Clemson next. No, sorry, they are at Clemson next week, and they have got a shot to go in and beat the Tigers next week. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I, uh, I I think this BC team is rolling. I think this new coach has been unbelievable. His name will probably start propping up in the next week or two. Maybe. That might be somebody to watch for USC. Jeff Hadley, I think he could coach anywhere. I think he can coach anywhere. I think he's really good. Um, he is. You, you want to see how you want to see how important he is? I'm sorry to interrupt you. How important he is? Look at Ohio State's defense since he left. Hell yeah! But what's weird is is he's a defensive guy. We talked about that. It, and he's he's taken this team over and he's totally revamped their offense. Yes, he has completely changed them. They put points on the board against everybody. Um, they're efficient. They 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 can win with big plays. They just know how to score. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, so cheers to Boston College. The Eagles getting it done at home. Next one on the board, Texas. Uh, we we got to talk about the the Casey Thompson switch here. Texas yep. seventy, Texas Tech thirty five. Casey Thompson, uh, this offense since he came in at the end of that Arkansas game has been unfreaking real, absolutely unreal. They, I mean, I, I don't even know what the yards per play was yesterday, but I know this: Texas Tech had the number nine yards per play defense in the country uh, up until that game. Now the the schedule, of course, benefited that. Of course, but brother, uh, this seventy points, and they could have, they could have, honestly, I think Texas could have hung a hundred on them. I really do. If if they had wanted to, if this game had not gotten out of hand, they could have put a hundred on the board against Texas Tech. And now I'm I'm very curious about what this Texas team is going forward because Casey Thompson as the new starter, eighteen out of twenty three, three hundred three yards, five touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Texas rushing 52 times for 336 yards, averaged 6.5 yards a carry, had four touchdowns that way. They were unstoppable and have been in every game since he came in, it, it, even against Arkansas. They couldn't stop Casey Thompson at the end of the game. Now, it, obviously, that game had gotten out of hand. Don't know what to make of that. But since he came in that game, like Texas looking a lot better than, than what we thought they were after they got whooped. So... They got at TCU next week. They got uh, Oklahoma after that. They got Oklahoma State after that at Baylor, at Iowa State. Like, they got some games coming up. I feel a lot better about Texas right now than I did. How about you? Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. I, I said this on my show that I think that uh, it, it was a good move by Sark to have the balls to to make the change because I don't know that Card was playing so bad that it would justify it, but he knew he had to do something different. Yeah. And, and, he, and he did. Um, he let him play the whole Rice game and get comfortable, and he beat the hell out of Rice, and that was awesome. Then they came in, they just beat the hell out of Texas Tech. Now, their defense had a lot to do with that as well. Got a bunch of turnovers, show for uh, 
uh, Texas Tech played like shit. This kid has played great all year long, and then he just fell apart in this game. Um, don't know if that's a sign of things to come or if that's more Texas defense or 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 what. But um, you know, it he he did what he was supposed to do. I do think that the rest of the Big Twelve is going to be tougher, and other people are going to be able to score a little better. But Texas, Texas could win the Big Twelve. They could be the best team in the Big Twelve. Yes, yes, they could. Yes, they could. And finally, Friday night game, Wake Forest 37, Virginia 17. I I had to throw in Wake Forest on this because they are – who in the world would have had Boston College and Wake Forest as the last two undefeated teams in in the ACC? Uh, Wake Forest looks awesome right now. Sam Hartman, 17 out of 29 passing, 270 yards, three touchdowns. They ran the ball 45 times for 203 yards against Virginia. That's 4.5 a clip. They only had five penalties in this game. Virginia had 11. Uh, They had zero turnovers. Virginia had two. They were seven of 16 on third down, one of one on fourth down. Like, Virginia outgained them, but this was, like, Virginia also had way uh, way more plays in this game. Like, a ton more plays. I, Wake Forest is so efficient. Dave Clawson is one that we've talked about for bigger jobs before. This may be his his year. This may be his calling uh, to get one of those bigger jobs. Now, he may not want to leave Wake Forest. It seems like a cushy mm. job to me. But that, sounds, that sounds foolish. We have seen guys hang on to lottery tickets too long. It's true. That is true. But it's it's not like he's not getting he's making what like two and a half, two point eight million a year yeah. at Wake Forest. Hey, man, that's but that's chump change compared to what these big programs are throwing yeah. out now. Um, I mean he get he get three times that at, at big boy schools. Oh yes, yes. I I will tell you, they look fantastic right now. I don't know what is gonna happen going forward. They got Louisville at Syracuse at Army and Duke coming up. They could certainly be eight and O heading into North Carolina. Uh, but then the the gauntlet to end the season at UNC, NC State, at Clemson, at Boston College, like that's going to be rough. But if, if you get to eight no, people going to start. But I mean, I, hang on now, we're not going to just start talking up wins. So there's no, 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 of course right? not. They could certainly lose at Army. They could lose at Syracuse. Yeah. Like you, you they could lose to Louisville. Yeah. Like there's there's no. Telling. I don't think they will lose all those games. I'm just saying. Let's just be careful. Just chalking up W's and just giving people these big streaks. Of course, of course. We we know that this has been a weird season. So, yes. I mean, I, I'm with you. But I like Wake Forest. I I thought before the season started, I told everybody, I thought that um, the ACC was going to be better. I thought Wake was going to be pretty good. I didn't think they'd be this good. I thought Boston College would be pretty good. Don't know that I thought they'd be this good, but I thought they'd be pretty damn close to it. And I thought NC State would be the second best team in the in the ACC. I might be wrong. I might all, all those teams might be the top of the ACC. Now you you're right about that. I it, who knows what to expect at this point, uh, but I do know it's been a a fun hellacious ride thus far through uh, through what I guess five weeks if we want to count week zero. Um, rapid fire, really quickly, games that I did want to mention, but we're not going to do like a segment on each one. App thirty one to thirty over Marshall on Thursday night. That was a fun ball game. Uh, App should have won that game by more. Uh, yes, Marshall, I still think, is a good football team. But App State, Chase Bryce, very impressive thus far. I, what he was at Duke, he is not at App State. Sean Clark has figured out something with him. He doesn't ask him to do too much. I was pretty impressed with that. Uh, you got thoughts on App State? Uh, uh, no, I, I watched every bit of that game. I thought it was okay. 
Uh, do want to mention Louisiana Monroe got a win over Troy, 29 to 16. The Fire Chip Lindsay bandwagon is, I'm on board. Let's go. I've I've talked about it for three years. I don't think he's a good coach. And UL Monroe, uh, you got Terry Bowden as the head coach and Rich Rodriguez as the offensive coordinator, and they got Rich Rodriguez's kid. Um, that's pretty big. So we'll we'll see what ULM looks like. But I don't think they're the worst team in the FBS now. Bowling Green, speaking of worst teams in the FBS, gets a win over Minnesota, 14 to 10. Uh, P.J. Fleck, I think that whole P.J. Fleck as a possible candidate for USC died on Saturday because he cannot lose to Bowling Green. This was putrid. Just yep. unbelievable. Uh, however, Bowling Green now 4-0 against the spread this year. Uh, who knows? More, more coaches cost, costing themselves money. You got that right. UAB 28, Tulane 21. Tulane's first game at home at Yulman Stadium this year since the hurricane. Turnovers. Etc. This Hopkins kid that has come in at quarterback for UAB is lights out, yep. brother. Uh, I watched this was on ESPN Plus last night, and I had it on one of my TVs behind me, watching the whole time. It was, it was fun. This was a yeah. fun ball game. No, no, Bill Clark's got that thing cooking. Um, I normally, anytime Bill Clark's catching points, I'm, I'm on that. I thought there might be a little, little uh, something extra with Tulane, but their first game back home, so I stayed away from it. But, uh, but yeah, you. If, if he can find a quarterback, they're going to be tough because they, he's going to always have a, a good defense. Oh, yes. The defense is is lights out. And looking at UAB's schedule coming up, now, again, not talking up Ws. I understand that. But their schedule uh, for, for the rest of the season here, they got Liberty at home next week. Now, that's going to be a monster game. That's going to be a big game. Um, that's, their, that's their home opener, by the way. They have been on the road for every single game thus far. Yep. Um, oh, it's the first game in Birmingham. They've got Florida Atlantic after that at Southern Miss, Rice, Louisiana Tech, at Marshall, at UTSA, and against UTEP at home to close out. So the at Marshall and at UTSA games, those are going to be a lot of fun. Those are going to be a lot of fun because I think those are the three best teams in CUSA. Uh, and yep. finally, we talked a little bit earlier, Washington 31, Cal 24. Uh, went to overtime. We covered the 7.5. Thank God for the hook. But... I, well, I don't know what Washington is, and, and we know that Cal's not great, but good gracious. like <laughs> I don't know what to make of the Pac-12 anymore. When, it, when this game went to OT, I thought, man, all right, this is my shot. This is my shot. This is my last money, money line underdog of the day, and I thought I had a chance at it. That fumble at the, at the very end cost us. Cost us, but that's okay. It's all good. I had them in one of my, uh, one of my round robins. Didn't hit is what it is. So, uh, any other games that, that you feel like we needed to hit on? Nope. I think we we went through the landscape pretty good, I think. So, uh, I, I stay up late and <laughs> try and get these together in some kind of order. So, all right, that is going to wrap up the show. Uh, Chris, I always love doing these Sunday morning things, man, where we do our, our quick reactions on these. Uh, it, it's worked well for uh, for the YouTube as well. So, thank you to everybody that has been watching the show on, on Sundays and everything else all, all through the week, really. Uh, we appreciate you guys. The numbers are through the roof. And and again, that is because of you. So do us a favor, like the videos. Make sure you are subscribed on here and on the podcast. Had some uh, some fun podcast reviews. I'll read those on the Tuesday show, or uh, the Wednesday show coming up. Um, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of fun happening right now. Winning Cures Everything, growing big time. We certainly appreciate that. Make sure you are subscribed to Chris's Sportsbook Review Show, uh, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. You can find it over there or just go to YouTube. Uh, or just click the link in the description. It's very easy to do. So make sure you are subscribed to his show. I am on the BetUS College Football Show. Make sure you are subscribed to that one as well. 
and uh, in the show. Of course, brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Use the promo code NCAAF2021 for a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500, and it is sportsbook exclusive. So check that out. There's a link in the description. You can click it. You don't even have to enter the promo code. You can sign up. Very easy to do. Uh, with that said, Chris, I think it's time for us to get out of here. You guys have been fantastic. Hopefully you had a wonderful college football Saturday. And, of course, if you're watching live, you are about to jump into the NFL slate on Sunday. And I think we got some more winners. Uh, we both had the Panthers winning on Thursday night, so started out with a win this week. That's certainly good. With that said, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully all of your tickets will continue to cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.